ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of the Officially Speaking, hosted this week by uh, myself, Luke, and also Brian. And uh, we, as you well know, part of the Luke Bryan tour, taking over things over here. So we're going to switch it up today. I'm going to play a little host. And we're also going to be joined today by John White, fellow collegiate umpire, as well as the umpire supervisor of the West Coast League. It's a, a summer league up in the Northwest. And he also is running a umpire placement course in Sarasota, Florida, starting next week. And how many leagues does that, does that feed now, John? So, so we have we have uh, we have three leagues that we're partnered with. We've got the West Coast League, we have the Northwoods League, and the Ticos League, which is an independent professional league in the Southwest. So we'll get to have him on the podcast and join kind of as a as a co-host almost today. And then we'll double down on our fact check and reach back to the 2018 MLB postseason to take a listen to Alex Rodriguez and his thoughts on a ground rule double into the Ivy. Another big lead and a base hit by LeMahieu. And perhaps more as that one gets all the way to the wall. Bryant puts up his hands immediately. Blackman is going to be sent back. Buddy Black's argument as he talks to Guccione right here is, hey, my runner was in motion. So therefore, he should get home plate. And I then Buddy Black has a great argument. So hold on to your hats, folks, because here comes the Luke to Bryant. Oh, did I get it? We are not good at this. We're going to have to try that again next week. <laughs> that might work, actually. <laughs> Before we get to that fact check and uh, the other things we got to talk about, Brian, what in the world has been going on with you this week, and what's, what's coming up with you? This week has just been a lot of planning for two clinics coming up on February 9th and 16th, so we'll, we'll talk about them during the, the podcast, too, but it's to wake up, work on that, and, and – Maybe run a Amazon flex route because that's my side hustle. You know, got to earn some money. I that's like kind of been it. How, yeah. how how have you been surviving this uh, polar vortex that has completely taken over the country? Oh well, I'm in the 25 percent of the country that's not taken over by it. So <laughs> exactly, I'm, I'm I myself in uh, at home in Hollywood, Florida, uh, right now, and I'm in the other half of that 25 percent. Sorry, sorry for the rest of you. John is—he's uh, going to be experiencing that. I guess we'll get into that later with him. Well, it's a—it's a—it's a freezing fifty-five degrees for you. It's a balmy fifty-five degrees for me. Yeah, so. I mean, you see people walking around in their long sleeves and jackets around here, and it was 71, 72 today. So yeah, it's—it's it's a, it's a chill off for us. <laughs> uh, man, today's Thursday, and it was only four days ago that I was literally in the freezing cold in South Bend, Indiana. Um, visiting visiting the family this weekend oh, it, it was so chilly oh snow how low did it get while i was there and liz was there as well we never got above the teens the whole time we were there Oof. now the day after we left is when it started dropping and the high was like negative one negative 14 i believe yesterday was the high but <laughs> uh yeah that was it was a nice change because man we flew back sunday and we did make our flights uh to go back from that temperature and then i worked my uh my first baseball game of the season on on that Monday on January oh, yeah. 29th. So work, work Monday and Tuesday baseball. And I'm like, this is so much nicer than everybody else who's stuck indoors for the next two days where people that I know where I'm from for the weather reasons. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we don't have any baseball here, but I am going to get in the cages here with, uh, with some other, the other instructors and see if we can get some right before we start the season. 
Yeah, well, get get your right ones out of the yeah. way so you can get argued with later. I guess exactly. Well, cool, exactly. man. I'm glad I'm glad that we're staying warm. Sorry about some of you. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be joined here by uh, Senior White. I'm pretty excited to do this with him today. I uh, can't wait to meet him in person. I have a, I'm, a, I'm a dad of a four year old. My my uh, my humor is is not very advanced. <laughs> Me too. So. I've got Brian. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. It's a true story. Well, for those of you who are still listening, if that's possible, <laughs> this is John White joining us now. John, where are you coming to us from, from today? Currently, I am in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where I call home. How's life in Chattanooga, Tennessee, considering the weather? Are you guys getting bombarded with uh, all the Super Bowl snow just north of Atlanta? We were apparently supposed to have a, a polar vortex that resulted in uh, no snow. But it is cold. Um, but I can't really complain because there's other parts of the country that are, you know, minus 50 wind chill and things like that. So, you know, it's beautiful weather compared to other parts of the country. I was going to ask, I mean, what's a polar vortex mean in North Georgia slash Tennessee? Eight, eight inches would be uh, school would be closed for a week here, which is kind of funny. Oh, we need we need two inches in Washington and schools are done, period. Yeah. So as it were, Johnny Boy, we're glad you're here. Um, do please uh, give us a little introduction. What uh, what's your relationship to baseball? It's kind of a long, a long history of relationship to baseball. Spent 12 years as a fledgling minor league clubhouse manager in minor league baseball, working my way up to triple A. Uh, and then one day, a a recently named Hall of Famer by the name of Lee Smith asked me when I was going to get a real job. I ended my uh, clubhouse career after, I think, the 20, 2012 season and kind of got out of that. And, uh, you know, my wife asked me what I was going to do in baseball because I, I kind of really just tuned out of the game and kind of just distanced myself. And she said, well, what about umpiring? And I said, well... I'm, I'm a big guy. Maybe that could work. So I, I started umpiring high school baseball, and, and now here I am. Currently work at the NCAA level, at the Division One level, all the way down to the JUCO level. Uh, so I try to load my schedule up um, pretty heavy during the college season. Yeah, and I wish I became an umpire 15 years ago. So, Were you in Chattanooga this whole time? I've lived here since uh, – yeah, uh, no, I, I moved here in December of 06. And met my wife here in 2010, uh, and have and have stayed here and made this home. So, my wife is a native Tennessean, um, and she makes some really good sweet tea and biscuits. So that kind of <laughs> sealed the deal for me to to call make make Tennessee my permanent home. So, you guys were up in my my area for a little while, weren't you? Yeah, I I was uh, I lived in Gig Harbor slash Oklahoma yeah. for almost a year and. Um, Luke, did you live up in the Northwest, I guess? I would never. Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) No, the furthest west I got, I was living in L.A. for a year, Redondo Beach, more specifically, for about a year. But that was my first year of being a flight attendant. And um, so that was was a great experience. So it was awesome. I loved loved the West Coast living in the Pacific time zone while I was there, for sure. You know, the West Coast has a lot of things. I don't want to get off track, but I will say (laughs) the the times I spent spring training in Arizona – uh, I love that football was on at like nine. Amen. The left side of the country is where it's at. I don't know what to tell you. Well, apparently you just did. So other than umpire <laughs> baseball and getting a real job, as far as 
other projects. I understand it. Do you have some relationship with the West Coast League? Uh, last year, I, I, I've kind of, as I've kind of developed and, and tried to find my footing and where, where I want to try to do the most work in, in the umpiring world, uh, I started a, a collegiate umpires group with my main purpose being instruction and uh, job placement initially. I mean, I have other plans to, to further my footprint and assigning and things like that in the college game. So I, I was named a supervisor in another summer collegiate league, and that, and that kind of spurned my interest in wanting to expand our business. And um, the West Coast League and I kind of, I guess, partnered together. We found, we found that we were both a good fit for the mission that I'm trying to achieve and what the West coast league is trying to achieve. Um, so I will be providing umpires and supervising, uh, the umpires in the league starting this season. What's the, what's the method to your madness? Method to the madness. You know, the, the model that I think that, that the West coast league has used in the last 14 seasons, um, is using, you know, local umpires from, from the regional markets where clubs are. Um, however, the method to my madness, I guess, is we're going to place umpires that are graduates from both professional umpire schools um, into the West Coast League, similar to what uh, minor league baseball does with the CPL or Coastal Plain League for people that don't uh, know what that means. Right on. Um, so basically, the West Coast League is going to kind of facilitate and be the, the training ground for, you know, the next hopeful minor league umpires um, that, that minor league baseball will hopefully want to hire, you know, if they get a season of work in the West Coast League. Um, and they're going to work the two-umpire system uh, for the duration of the season and work, in, work with the same crewmate uh, the entire season as they would should they, you know, be offered employment into minor league baseball um, at the beginning of their career. Brian, did you ever get a chance to work in the Northwoods League? Uh, not Northwoods, but West Coast. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know if you, before you started your minor league career, if you worked. Oh, uh, gotcha. My, my first partner had, uh, Eric, Eric Underwood, uh, did a very similar thing. He went to umpire school once, got, the, got that experience in the, uh, in the Northwoods league and then went back and got a job out of that. So same, same type of thought process. And, uh, just, it's kind of, you know, I've dipped my toes in the water of the West Coast league the last couple of years, maybe 12 to 15 games they've been looking for some kind of a, a different model in the last couple of years. And, you know, John's proposal just made him think about it and made him consider, you know, it's 2019 yeah, the right the, year to make that move. And it, I think it's going to work great. So. Yeah. For the development of umpires, I know a lot of guys that I've talked to who are now in AAA or even in the big leagues um, and guys who had very long, successful careers started out, you know, doing something like this coastal plains league, North Northwoods League or now the opportunity to go to West Coast League. That's pretty awesome. And honestly, you think about college baseball. I mean, I've not been involved for that long, but that seems to be trending away from, hey, wherever you live, you're going to work half of those seasons, that, that team's games. And now they're traveling a lot more and having you move around. And I think some of the things that the West Coast League offers is, is a true authentic minor league experience for the umpires that we're going to have working these games. And, and it's, you're not going to have that kind of that, hey, we know Billy, he umpires all our games. There's going to be a standardized brand that we're putting on the field that will provide professional umpiring and, and give these managers and players, you know, the, I guess the level of work that they, that they deserve from umpires. What, what is your guys' relationship then, uh, Brian and John, uh, and maybe Brian, you want to touch on this, as far as the, the camps that are coming up up here in, in the Northwest? We have camps coming up for Northwest Baseball Umpire Association. That's the high school 
uh, association in my area. And then I know uh, you, John, I don't even know if we've said the name yet, but umpire placement course is what John's doing. And that's going to be down in Sarasota. And that's what's going to feed into the, uh, to the West Coast League. And, uh, and how many leagues does that, does that feed now, John, if you can say? So, if you're able so to. We, have, we have three leagues that we're partnered with, and we have an additional fourth league. Um, I'm, I'm friends with the umpire supervisor uh, with the Alaska Baseball League, uh, and, and his name is Brad Polk, a former minor league umpire. And he's going to come, and he's got a few, a few positions available in his league. But we've got the West Coast League, we have the Northwoods League, and the Picos League, which is an independent professional league in the Southwest. And basically, our, 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 the umpire placement course uh, runs concurrent with minor league baseball's advanced course. So, you know, I, I really felt, number one, uh, very strong about trying to make the umpire placement course a, a very affordable option for umpires that graduate umpire school. Because as you guys know, umpire school is not, it's not cheap. However, no. the education <laughs> you get there, I, I think, is well worth every penny spent and more. So, you know, we wanted to make the course number one, accessible, number two, affordable. Uh, so we have, the, we have our course in Florida. Uh, it's two days after, like I said, umpire school's over. Um, so we, we want to make it as accessible as we can for umpires that they want to get. So, And then this season, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see how this model works in a league that, that I've worked like the West Coast League and uh, some of these guys that come out of your camp there. That's what I've kind of honed in on as the, the age group that I really love to teach. Tom Kochman was a, is a, he was a manager in the Pioneer League, and then he moved over with the, uh, let's see, with the Red Sox. I think he's in the Gulf Coast League. Right. He has, he has a ton of experience, but he, he loves that level. He loves to teach that level of player, that age of player. And I love seeing – I mean, I have two guys at umpire school right now. I love seeing those guys uh, do well and, and advance. And so, uh, you know, I, I hope that – uh, it'll allow me, you know, I mean, I, I know we're going to work together somehow, you know, to have a help in eva evaluating those umpires and, and then to have a part in uh, keeping a watchful eye on the league for John too, you know, while he's on the other side of the country, since we're on the left coast. Yeah, for sure. And, and, <laughs> and, and I'll be quite honest. I, you know, I think that this stage in an umpire's career, you know, fresh out of umpire school, ready to take on the world. I think this is one of the most important, you know, steps or seasons in a, in a young umpire's career. And so, you know, being able to give valuable evaluations and valuable information on how they can improve every time is very key in their development and their continued development. They're going to have that. If someone gets hurt and has a fill-in or something like that, whether that's me or someone else here, the, uh, like this change was, again, down to the model and they wanted to try something different. So I know that all the fill-ins that I, that I have listed can help out. All those guys are going to be a super big help to yeah, those young I, umpires I, too. I, I would like to touch on that, Brian, is, sure. you know, even though there is kind of a, I don't want to call it a seismic shift in the, in the footprint of umpiring for the West Coast League, um, I can say that, you know, as an active umpire myself, we're not going to ignore the, you know, the Pacific Northwest umpire. Um, we want to have as many qualified umpires from the Pacific Northwest working the West Coast League. Um, mm -hmm. We just want to make sure they fit our brand and kind of what we're trying to do. You know, they have a level of expectation that, that they want on the field, and, and they've entrusted me with, you know, putting that on the field for them. It is a good way to put it because all three of us just got done in the last few weeks in, in, in attending our NCAA meetings, me in Phoenix and you guys in Orlando, and it's just sitting through that. It's just completely different thought process. It's a different brand on the field. And they want to ha situations handled a different way. That's why rules are written a different way. It's just a completely different brand. It's a good way to put it because things need to be handled slightly differently in every league you work. Most definitely.
I think another thing that's very important and impressive with what you're trying to do, John, uh, incorporating the Northwest umpire as well as, as these typically younger gentlemen uh, out of umpire school is the consistency that we all want with our strike zone and everything else that, that the players and coaches want is consistency and umpiring across the league. And I'm, these guys would be be your guys to do that and be more fluid in uh, what you're trying to get across as a league-wide product. So I see a lot of success in your future with this. And not that I'm an expert, but that's pretty cool. I'm excited for you. I really appreciate that. And I, I'm, I'm really excited for the umpires that are going to get to work, you know, kind of year one in this process. Um you know, because in the next, you know, one to three seasons, you know, it, it the the gratifying and rewarding part is going to see, you know, umpires calling me on job day at umpire school that worked the West mm-hmm. Coast League the year prior and, and and be able to say, wow, that that season in the Northwest working in the West Coast League, you know, I it, I got the innings and got to see the pitching and, and, you know, work the games that I needed to work. And that's just going to create more umpires to want to come to the Northwest and kind of chase that dream of reaching professional baseball. And the West Coast League can be a, a, a vehicle for that. I skipped rookie ball, and I went into the Pioneer League. Uh, I, I wish I would have got that extra year in rookie ball. Just to, you know, it's not a ton of travel or anything like that, but it is an extra year experience under your belt. And a lot of guys just want to push and just want – it doesn't matter, high school, association, college, whatever it is, they want to push and sometimes push too fast. And uh, sometimes it's nice to just sit back and get that experience and – yeah, and, and you know, there's there's a lot of different avenues that you know an umpire school graduate can take um, to get that work in. There, there are, I mean, whether you want to go work in, you know, independent professional baseball, there are other really qualified avenues to go do that. I mean, for one is is Puck, uh, Kevin Wynn and Ron Teague run a great operation, putting umpires into both of those independent leagues, and that's that's an avenue you can take. Uh-huh. Another avenue you can take is to come and try to work in the West Coast League. Um, or the Northwoods League, you know, I, I think having that year to kind of really see, number one, do I want to work at professional baseball? Doing it in a summer collegiate atmosphere and see if, if you're cut for it. You know, it, it gives you the arena to develop and be aggressive and, and, and make the mistakes that you need to make to learn. So I think there's a lot of great options, and I, and I, I really felt strongly about the West Coast League and, and the other leagues that we partnered with to kind of hopefully provide those opportunities. I just have to imagine these guys coming up here, getting the travel season under their belt, and uh, and obviously I'll do anything I can to to give them right. information on on heading back to umpire school. I just think it's going to be a great setup. What was your uh, running into Brian, or how did you and Brian meet for the first time? I know I'll cut ahead of him and say uh, Brian introduced me to you, so to speak, and we were to meet at the Orlando NCAA meetings and. <laughs> Didn't, didn't know it was, it was a little crazy for. that day <laughs> it was <laughs> but uh then we had a chance to talk on the phone before uh earlier this week and so how did you and brian meet and how'd you guys come to get to know each other i'm gonna let brian answer that um you still don't know who he is do you well <laughs> I, I i knew of brian because he had a nice uh a nice profile when he was uh in the game so it was kind of good to kind of <laughs> learn about your journey you know kind of up the ladder in minor league baseball and then but i'll let you speak on how we met i mean i believe you just initially reached out on uh just a facebook dm or something like that didn't you yeah i think that sounds about right yeah uh one of the guys who's working for you ben engstrand uh it is his dad rex engstrand had reached out to me uh they thought that i was was running the course and i said nope that's that's not me but let me find out who that is and i'll be glad to get you his information so yeah i just looked up umpire placement course found john white gave him his information and said 
you know, good luck to you. Yeah. But I got the opportunity to work with Ben's dad last year, filling in for an Orioles uh, AAA game. Okay. And yeah, so we got to work together and it was, he was so excited. You know, I remember that feeling out of my dad. And, uh, and then I believe Ben, Ben's just coming off of instructing at, at Harry's as well, isn't he? Yeah, this is, this is a uh, week, I guess week five at, at the Wendelstown Empire yeah. School. And this is his first year on staff at, at, uh, at the Wendelstown yeah. School. I kind of knew your name then because I had seen a couple umpire placement course things pop up. I followed you on, on Instagram, I think. Uh, and then, and then when Ben reached out, that forced me to, you know, actually look up your name and knew, know who was involved with umpire placement course. And then when you reached out, I actually already knew it because I had just sent someone your way. So Brian, did you want to touch on your clinics at all for what's up, what's upcoming? Yeah, well, we're, it's, Man, it's going to be pretty fun. I don't want to get too much out of the bag because I don't know exactly what's nailed down yet. But we should Give us have a teaser. Yeah, Tease we us. should have a we should have a couple uh, a couple few media personnel involved, uh, and I'm really excited because it's it's more than just they're going to come cover the clinic, and which for me means then covering you know the, the official shortage and, and stuff like that. But they actually want to get dressed up. They want to see live pitching. Uh, you know, so I'm having to email them and say, hey, don't forget, you need a cup. You, you know, like, <laughs> there are certain things that I just can't provide you with. Um, so I, I'm hoping that's going to turn out and be real fun. A bit, uh, one of them wants to ring their drone so he can drone himself and see how, you know, pit himself against one of the other guys, one of the college guys there or whatever. But he wants that side view, the, the overhead view. It, it could just be crazy. And Luke, you know what that means for me? It means I get to have my drone up, droning him, droning himself. So that's just that's just fun for me, you know. <laughs> I can it's already funny. see the headlines. Yeah. This just with, whole thing blows my mind. I hope this happens. I know you know with, that, Luke. But <laughs> with Brian's piloting skills, it'll be first camper killed by drone. <laughs> no, that's. Well, you've already droned. Like how many drones have you droned? I've already. Accent, that I've already. Yeah, I've already killed two drones. But the the things I ran into are just fine. The That's pool true. is still there, and the ocean is still there. So, I haven't, I haven't heard you anything are, else. You are having waivers signed, right, by the attendees, right? <laughs> yes, I am. Ooh. And John, I had a stupid question for you. Um, your camp, or not camp, but your placement clinic. Yes. Um, is that exclusively to guys out of umpire school, or if there's any guys who are interested in traveling or in, in you know, doing this, that they can? No, with some of, take part? yeah, with some of our partner leagues, um, we are actively seeking active collegiate umpires or umpires that have worked in independent professional baseball. So, no, it is not only exclusive to umpire school graduates. Um, if you've umpired, you know, a significant amount of college baseball or have worked in indie pro, pro ball, um, you, you know, that type of umpire would be a fit for us as well. Brian, for your classes and clinics, are you, are you guys sold out already or what are your dates? And, and if somebody still is thinking about trying to – yeah, the, what you're doing. So the, the, the NBUA membership, they just need to respond to, uh, they all got an email from, uh, from the training committee and they just need to respond with what date, what date they want to hit, but they did just open it up to other associations in the area too. I'm sure we can still accommodate more. I know it's not fully sold out, um, but I still want to maintain that, uh, student instructor ratio. Absolutely. Get more bang for your buck. <laughs> Gosh, sorry. Can't catch my breath today. It's the polar vortex in the Northwest. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Polar you know me and my morning Florida. workouts, Luke. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A 1030 alarm comes early, man. 
<laughs> yeah. Beautiful gentlemen. I tell you, John, it sure is a, a pleasure having you on board with us uh, this week. We're definitely going to have to get you on in, uh, for a more in-depth interview. Clubhouse Clubby to now yes. umpire supervisor extraordinaire. Umpire I was once named by a former major league player uh, when I was in AAA as a professional jock washer. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to name the, the player's name because we know what happens in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse. Um, <laughs> but I, I've always found that as an endearing job title. So yeah, yeah. I, I would love to talk about uh, the clubhouse days anytime. Anytime you guys would love to have a chat. I'm sure you guys have some good stories too. Oh, yeah. that's tremendous. John had uh, John had trip when he came through. Uh, where uh, where were you at, uh, at at that time, John? Uh, I was in the Southern League from 2007 Southern. to 2010. I could, I mean I had yeah, trip was there. Uh, Will Little came through. Jordan Baker came through. What um, team were you with during? I was that time? with the Chattanooga Lookouts. I was I was the home and visiting clubhouse manager, um, as well as the umpires. Oof. So I had I was I was there, you know, the the Philip Wellman Brent Rice game. I was there through four hard years with the Lookouts. Um, yeah, lean years is the best way to say it. Uh, but it was a, it was a it was experience of a lifetime, and I I mean Chattanooga's home to me. Chattanooga yeah. is that was the affiliation with the Reds at that time? Yeah, and they're they're actually back with the Cincinnati Reds now. Um, so it's it's kind of yeah, we were with the Reds for a few of those seasons, and then with the Dodgers, um, and now back they're back with the Reds now. Yeah. What what team uh, is it? The Tennessee Smokies are they like in Gatlinburg area? Yeah, yeah, they're they are definitely near Gatlinburg. <laughs> okay, um, uh, all all those guys you just mentioned, I watched those guys along with Quinn Walcott. Quinn uh, is another work, guy. Yeah, I work, can't, how work can I forget up, Quinn? Those four guys worked a worked a playoff game that I was watching as I was driving through again on my way home from my season, maybe in okay. the Florida State League or something. That that those years when I was in the Southern League were pretty loaded up with umpire. I'd say there were some really good umpires that came through. Yeah, the uh, the 2006 class, if I might say, it was pretty strengthy. So, desperate measures. I was in I was in the Texas League that year in 2006. Um, okay. Oh, were you? I, and I kind of I were. I was really not in tune with umpiring at all at that. Like that was not even a thought to me. They were just guys that came in every three or four days and I gave them right. baseballs and left. Um, Where were you at? Uh, I was in Wichita at the time. Um, oh yeah. Not there anymore. Um, no, but they're going back. Um, they've got Are a, they a now? Team that they're, they're putting an affiliated club in there again. Yeah. Um, wow. With a new ballpark. But yeah, I, I kind of remember that, that Oh six phase. And I, I, yeah. 2006 opening day, Wichita. It was snowed out or frozen out. Barry Larson was your crew chief. I don't know who the two young guys were. I don't think the guys are still in the game anymore. Uh, well, I know they're not in the game. They'd be in the bigs. They'd be out. But I, I went and saw that game and watched Luke Hochaver yep. uh, pitch opening day. And it was just B, some old guy scout, his wife or girlfriend, and one of her friends. We were the only four people in the stands that day. And I show up in the locker room after the game in between. I don't know if they played a doubleheader that day. I think it was just one game. And I show up, and they thought I was Andy Schultz, the new supervisor. Check him out. <laughs> <laughs> I introduced myself. Hey, I'm Luke Hamilton. I'm going to go to the Gulf Coast Elite. Or maybe I was just going to go to umpire school. That's what it was. And, or I just That's right. And so they, they're like, oh, we thought you were Andy Schultz. Okay. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah, how to do that. An, and Andy is an excellent guy, by the way. Does an excellent awesome, job at the, at the academy. I, yeah, I love. I, I had Andy for uh, for an evaluator in the Texas League. Myself, he is uh, he is something fun. I've got to see him the last couple of years, last few years at the the winter meetings. 
Yeah, Here's nobody Jay, has he's any, getting back no, into college too, right? He is. He just started yeah. last year with me. Yeah, yeah. and uh, nobody has anything bad to say about Andy Schultz. He's just a man amongst men. I mean, the guy's just <laughs> stand out. He was my first evaluation as well in, in the Gulf Coast League. So, from an Andy Schultz lookalike to uh, ex minor league <laughs> umpire to getting back in with Andy Schultz in collegiate <laughs> level, it all comes full circle, boys. There you go. You're ump course on Facebook and Instagram, right? But do you have more? Uh, that's where I follow you. But do you have more than that? Yeah, our website. If if anyone wants more information on possibly attending our 2019 session, which kicks off next Tuesday. Uh, in Sarasota, Florida, our website is umpcourse.com. Okay. Uh, and then we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's, uh, it's umpcourse. I've tried to keep it as simple as possible. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how you can get a hold of us and, and see if we can kind of help you on a path to working summer collegiate baseball or possibly going to umpire school in the future. And do you have time to, uh, you have time to stick around? to yeah. help us with this uh, this fact check here coming up next? Yep. Okay. So this week we wanted to keep up with the fact check theme and reach all the way back to the 2018 MLB postseason once again and listen in on Alex Rodriguez. Another big lead and a base hit by LeMayhew and perhaps more as that one gets all the way to the wall. Bryant puts up his hands immediately. That ball never came out. And it saved the run for the for the Cubbies, potentially. Let's see how they play it. Boy, this is an interesting moment already. This wild card game is two at-bats old, and you can see the left field umpire, Trip Gibson, go out there. We'll take a look at it again. Now, Blackman is going to be sent back. Buddy Black's argument, as he talks to Guccione right here, is, hey, my runner was in motion, so therefore he should get home, ba- home plate. And they're saying no. That's the, that's the question, Matt. And I think Buddy Black has a great argument. He, he does. I don't know if there's anywhere in the OBR or NCAA rulebook that says in motion. I mean, as an umpire, you know what rule he's thinking of, right? Yeah. I, I, mean, I just think it's interesting that he says in motion. Yeah. Okay, let's be honest. I, A-Rod, I've had him on a flight. He's a very funny and intelligent man. And yes. he knows a lot about baseball. I think he does a great job on TV. I really do. I'm not trying. Yeah, I'm not I agree completely. He gives a good insight to the game. I don't believe that A-Rod in this situation is thinking like a catcher's interference or anything like that. I don't think A-Rod thinks rules. No offense to A-Rod. That's not a slight to him or anything of, of his character and caliber of, of person. But, I mean, what I like about this situation, they're working six-man better than a four-man. Or in our case, I remember at umpire school, we've been working two-man. And you have a situation like this that I am sure – Trip goes out there to confirm that the ball yes, is did. out of play before he kills it or anything like that and awards two bases at time of pitch. And that is something that I think is a huge umpiring note that I think a lot of guys just assume as soon as an outfielder throws their hands up, they call time and just trust the fielder. And then the fielder sometimes picks up the ball and you're like, uh-oh, too late. Because there's, there's still a second step to that process once the fielder puts his hands up. Correct. Yeah, you have, to, you have exactly. to confirm the ball is out of play that uh, you're umpiring the whole play. So, obviously, hats off to Trip. He's a big leaguer, but I don't care what level you work. We all can can mess that up at times. I, I've always thought that he was just thinking of that part of the rule book. So, do you just think that he just has this in his head that uh, someone in motion should have been should have been awarded another base? 
if the debate is what A Rod is thinking, uh, I would put <laughs> money on the fact that he doesn't think rule book when he first thinks. I think a lot of times fact. as people listen on TV and they're not sure of the rule and they're uncertain and things of that nature, people have a tendency to question authority and question the umpire. So it's almost like the umpire is wrong until the announcer says until he's right. Until proven right. So in this case, the, in, we've talked about it before, but the, the announcers kind of question them. And like, oh, well, that's what Bud Black has a great case. Well, I mean, by rule book knowledge, he doesn't have a case at all because it's time of pitch. It's just a simple ground rule double. So there is, there is no argument here actually whatsoever. There are one base awards, two base awards. There's one three base award in the book, but probably never see it. Um, but the one and two base awards, those are all going to be from the time of the pitch or from the time of the, those are all going to be from the time of the pitch or from the time of the infraction or from the time it went out of play. And this is a very simple, it's the exactly the same as a, as a ground rule double. It is a ground rule double. You have to be sharp on the rules. That's why it's important to be in and understand and, and know what the situation is before you uh, get too excited and start awarding people home runs on balls to the Ivy. Well, I must say that was pretty cool having uh, John co-host with us today. I really thoroughly enjoyed that. It was. Love talking with him. His, his course is next week, starts next week uh, on February 5th for this year in Sarasota. And if people haven't already and want to check us out, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter ourselves. So that's very simple. Nobody had the name, shockingly, so it's the same. Just at Luke Brian Tour. Just make sure you spell Brian Wright with an I. <laughs> no, thanks, everybody, for joining us. It sure was fun having you aboard. Look forward to hopefully seeing you around next week. And I hope that you guys are able to warm up. For those of you who are in decent weather places, I know for myself, I'm working my real base, first real baseball game of the season tomorrow, so that's uh, always a fun time of the year. And because we never take ourselves too seriously here, here's an outtake from last week's episode to play you off. Doing what we do. That's what I was hoping I just yeah. did. You want me to do it again? Uh, oh, right right now? No, I just did it. Uh, do your, I don't know. All right, let's try it again. This, this should be the podcast, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I thought I did. I don't know. What'd you have on the plate? Maybe. Could Mark. be. I don't know. <laughs> Mark.